All right, everyone, welcome to Tripping. Uh, you might know our guest. He's been on my other podcast, What I Learned From. His name's uh, Mike Corplin. Is that right? Am I pronouncing that right? Uh, Corlin. Corlin. There's no P in there. Yes. All right. There's um, no P. <laughs> all right. So, Mike Corlin, uh, you mentioned to me on my last podcast, uh, right after we stopped recording, that you had, uh, that you could come back on maybe sometime and talk about um a dmt experience that you had and i thought maybe this would be the right platform and the right place for that kind of story so yeah i mean what's your relationship with dmt what's your experience from it um just tell me a bit about um what what yeah how you how you found it you know i've like i've learned about it over the years uh like let's say 10 years um, and, uh, like most content creators, uh, the podcast, like Joe, Joe Rogan has talked about it. Um, we, we briefly discussed like ayahuasca, um, over the years, man, it's been interesting to see what science has kind of learned about it from what we understand. There's kind of a relation between ayahuasca and DMT. So like DMT is a synthesized version of it, but there's um similarities to the uh to the chemicals naturally occurring in ayahuasca this is some of the science now i'm not 100 but this is kind of what i've read and what i've come across over the years um and so uh interesting that um they had found a way to kind of synthesize it and make it in a lab and uh you know over the years as i continued to just kind of go down that rabbit hole this is many years before even me trying it because coming across it isn't that easy you know you have to either seek it out or you have to know somebody and in my instance um it was offered because i was in the right circles for that period of time um but all throughout those years of just kind of learning about it um there's scientists and researchers who call it like the god molecule um for some reason, <clears throat> excuse me, at, uh, for some reason, uh, the brain produces this at the time of death. So it's inactive in our brain. But when, uh, when somebody is on the verge of passing, it is released. And it's very fascinating. We don't know why that is, but, um, you know, it Do you was know anything about, about 20... Do you know anything about when it's like supposedly we release it when we dream? Have you have you come across that information before? I've read some things about that, but not enough to be able to to speak about it. Mm -hmm. um, but it it would make sense that something like that uh, is occurring during dream state, right? People mm -hmm. have dreams that are very vivid, very powerful, seem real. It could be something along the lines of that chemical, maybe right. not that exactly or something similar. Um, I'm incredibly fascinated with uh, chemicals, um, whether it's uh, external or internal. So mm -hmm. something by, from the brain, like how much, how much do we understand of the brain? I'd say not enough. Oh, definitely not. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's rather interesting. I mean, I, so I like, I came across it in 2014 or 2015, it was offered to me, mm -hmm. uh, by a, a group of people that, um, 
time with. Uh, just it was now, that, was, was that was, kind of. Go was ahead, this please. was this offered to you in uh, a sense of knowing how potentially therapeutic it can be, or was this more of like just a, a sort of a new substance to try, or or what was it in that context for for you or for the people around you? I think for the for the like the circle of influence, it was mostly um, uh, you know an ex like a party experience, mm -hmm. you know. Um, uh, however the um the individual who made it possible who kind of brought us together to to be able to do this um definitely had a deeper understanding of it mm -hmm. uh, i can i can definitely see how if you have too much access to this you might lose touch with reality because you oh, might yeah. want to do this too damn often you know hmm. um interesting it, without enough self-discipline or uh maybe you grounding might, yeah you might do it way too much and you just kind of lose touch with just everyday life this is all that you'll want to do it's it's an incredible experience for sure hmm. um but that was the context it was just kind of like hey i have this do you guys want to try we'll, we'll go back to my place and uh this you know these group of people were just mostly uh party addicts like they just like to party they like chemicals of all sorts um and um i had at this point i had already done enough research to have known about it and i was intrigued i'm like i'm not going to get another opportunity like this and this happens to be the right person um if it had been anybody else i don't know if i could have trusted the product as much right so yeah so you had you had um, some faith in in it and in your situation he's you know um the fact that like this gentleman likes his drugs and he likes premium you know high quality drugs only mm -hmm. um he's not going you know he he's not going to be sourcing from anywhere necessarily dangerous um and you know that's that's um that's an element that people should consider be concerned about you know like you don't want to just pick this stuff up from random places but uh that's what made it possible the first time anyways i had a couple of more experiences after the fact but this one was by far an incredibly powerful one mm -hmm. so um this was probably midnight 1 a.m and we uh we smoked it from what i understand this is probably the fastest and, and easiest way to do it and uh it tasted and smelled horrible to this day when i when i smell that odor in the air just randomly i'm like that smells like dmt because it's so specific you can't what, miss it is it is it describable uh, i wish it were i wish i had the words you know to describe that that odor but is it not uh, is it a chemically smell i think so yeah. I, I would i would i would that's one way i would describe it yes it's not um it's not pleasant yeah that's for sure <laughs> um but but i would say that that first hit or two i mean is so powerful as it's entering your lungs it literally just uh knocks you back it's so powerful like like physically in such a physically in such a way that um 
if we like if we compared it to cannabis you you're hitting a four foot bong or something and you take all that volume you can't hold it in it just it, it immediately your lungs want to push it back out right but this is much smaller volume because we're not okay. we're not hitting it out of a bong but um just the, those one or two hits it it's so powerful your lungs don't want to keep it in okay so it's like a pun it's yeah so, it, because of the pungency of it almost it's just that like, could be it yeah it's so like extreme the the smoke that's in there yeah that could be the reason yeah interesting um, i believe the guy was like saying he was saying hold it in hold it in he he kept uh, repeating it but um it's just my lungs wouldn't want they didn't want to do it it could it, i couldn't handle it really um, okay so you, as, soon, as soon as i exhaled um i just i felt back i was in a sitting position i on felt the, back on the second one um uh, it was the first and second hit yeah oh so each that, time each time yeah that night we uh that night i the first one was was a powerful experience that um after the 15 minute experience i went back for another i'm like you know let me let me do this again let me just okay. make sure what i experienced was for real um this is where i found it to be quite interesting i've never done a psychedelic that repeats in visuals and in effect right um, okay so so let me just clarify here for a second so so each time you got knocked down or, or each time you inhaled you actually went into a 15 minute trip and and then you came back out and you repeated that process and you're saying that right. that there was some overlap of the actual experience between them but what was maybe is that so is that all correct that's all correct that is correct yeah to sum okay. it up yes okay and then and then yeah maybe walk me through i'm really curious to know what the experience was actually like because i've never done dmt i've never done like even high dose of magic mushrooms i've done a moderate dose of LSD, but even like people talk, like when people talk about DMT to me, it's like, it doesn't really make sense almost because I feel like I've never experienced it. So I'm curious to hear what your experience was and if I can make any sort of sense out of it. Sure. You know, I'm curious about other people's experiences on DMT. From what I understand, there's at least two, two forms of it or more that, uh, again, being synthesized, there might be uh, a molecule added, a molecule removed, you know, mm -hmm. in the, um, in, in the, like the construct of the, the chemicals. So yeah, there, there might be different from one person to another, depending on what they have, but, right. uh, you know, let's say that from the first, from the first go, um, that first hit, I, I couldn't hold it in. I exhaled and it knocked me back. Uh, onto my back where I just laid there for 15 minutes and it's almost instant. It, it, it wasn't kind of a time release. It was as soon as I landed on my back, the, uh, the visuals began. And this is where it was very fascinating to me. Um, just geometry. That's all that it was. That's, that's all I can see. Just incredible, beautiful, you know, it's all it was just geometry was it in was it in light form or like how did you see it was it made of light was it made of structure of some sort 
Structure, yes. I, I can't really say that it was light. I mean, the lights were turned on. This was middle of the night, so we had artificial light turned on. Mm -hmm. um, but, uh, you know, the, um, the host kept on suggesting close your eyes and keep mm -hmm. your eyes shut. Um, but I didn't want to. I've heard that before, but the visuals were so beautiful. I, I didn't want to miss out on that. And, you know, if you go on Google, you type in, let's say, just sacred geometry, that is exactly the structures that we're talking about. Mm -hmm. And no matter what direction you looked, um, that's, it just kept on repeating. And it was, um, uh, the best way to describe it is, um, as you look directly into it, it just, uh, pulsates outwards and draws you into the center. Mm -hmm. That's, that's the best way that I can describe it. Okay. So when, when this geometry was kicking in, was it, uh, and you, you had your eyes open, did you, did you try to close your eyes and see, like, did you see nothing if you closed your eyes or did you continue Correct. to see? Oh, really? Yeah, I try. Yeah, you know, he suggested I'm like, hey, he knows better than I do. Let's be, let me give that a try. But I didn't, I didn't see anything that was, uh, I, I didn't experience anything that was, uh, that was notable with my eyes closed. But when, with my eyes open, I was really just blown away by, by those visuals. Um, and, like, and wow. So was you, looking at it now or looking at it at the, at the time, was it, was it what you were seeing turning into the geometric, uh, like, um, like, was it, was it actually what you were looking at or was it just a complete different reality that was completely not in this world anymore? I, I, I believe that's probably it because no matter what I looked at, whether it was the ceiling or the wall, I could change my, my, um, my, uh, point of view. Mm -hmm. but that's not, that's not what was, uh, in a sense being manipulated. It had nothing to do with uh, the environment. It, it didn't I change it. it. It didn't change what you were seeing when you looked at different things. No. Interesting. And it then, fascinated me. And so was there any relation to the physical world that you were in at all, or were you completely separate from it? Did you, did you know? I mean, you, you said you heard the person, uh, guiding you. So was there, was there some other forms of connection to like the physical reality that you were in? I mean, absolutely. I mean, uh, you know, I feel like, I feel like the mind kind of, especially when you have experience with, uh, chemicals like this, um, uh, the mind keeps you grounded in a sense, like you're aware that you're in a room on a couch or whatever that may be. Um, but I didn't experience what many say that many have experienced, uh, who talk about their experiences on the internet, um, being blasted off to another realm, seeing entities, uh, you know, I'm not going to say that's not possible. Maybe I didn't do enough on the first hit, maybe the, the chemical structure was different from what we had. 
but um, that's that wasn't my experience. Right. Nonetheless, I, I it was very powerful still. Yeah. So in what way was it powerful? It, you know, I think after the first time, um, so 15 minutes lapsed, visuals went away. Uh, oh, I did take, sorry, can ahead. we just talk about that as well? What, what, uh, when, what was the, like the fade back or, or like the fade out of that 15 minutes? What, how did you sort of start coming back, uh, to like the non, did it just sort of slowly start to fade or what was that experience like? I'd say so. Yeah. It, like it, it, it would, it just faded away gradually until um, visuals were gone and then you're back to normal again. Uh, but one thing I noted was um, the physical uh, drain that I felt like every bone in my body hurt. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It, that was very noticeable. And I didn't understand, I, you know, as I sat there, um, and just kind of thought about what what just happened and why I was feeling that kind of like bone ache. Mm -hmm. um, I thought to myself, well, maybe the the amount of energy just kind of exerted to go through this experience uh, just took every bit of you know every bit out of the 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 body in order to uh, to experience this. Maybe that's what that pain was, um, but very noticeable. Uh, very painful. Hmm. I mean, it's as if I sucked the life energy out of, you know, my entire body to go through this. I felt as if I was 90 or something. Yeah, wow. it, it was very curious. Uh, that makes sense to me that it that it's took a lot of energy to produce that. I mean, if we think about when it's released in nature, if it's been reported at death, it's sort of an, an exertion of energy as well. It must be uh, the last bit of energy it can, it can push, it pushes to that gland that releases that specific chemical for a reason. So it's an intense experience to have when you're alive and when you're not dying, you know, it, it's, it seems, you know, it's almost in a way it can, it could be seen as like not a normal thing potentially to experience in the waking life. And so right. maybe that's why there's that consequence to it, that physical consequence, maybe. That makes sense. Yeah. That, that, that makes a, a, a lot of sense if we're reflecting on, on that experience, mm -hmm. it, you know, it, uh, it prompted me to want to try it again. I'm like, wait a minute, you know, what, what just happened? Um, probably spent 10 or 15 minutes just kind of coming back to and um, the, eventually the that pain subsided. So okay. I thought, let's do it again. <laughs> let, yeah. let, let, let's see if this is uh, if this will repeat. So was it a curiosity thing? Or was it more of like, that was a good place to be? And I want to go back there. What was you were just oh, maybe curious about it? Or? Uh, yes, very curious about the um the experience overall again i've never done any substance that um kind of pulled me into that that type of world i'd never experienced it i've done plenty of mushrooms i've done um other psychedelics but it's not um it's not none of it really does 
what DMT did for me, as I'm sure others might be able to relate in some fashion. I don't, you know, I don't even think, uh, I don't even think ayahuasca might be kind of the same as what we're talking about here, because that's naturally occurring. And then people who have done that uh, say they're experiences go for hours and hours and hours you know yeah. like a whole day and, uh, this is 15 minutes max yeah definitely a different experience even if it is the same chemical that you're interacting with it's it would create definitely a different experience i would say um just by the way we metabolize the chemical right either through your lungs or through your stomach right, right? or however it gets absorbed uh when you drink it um you know, uh, so yeah, I'm okay. So I'm curious about this. Um, what was the, what was the second experience like? Exactly the same, same patterns, sh same shapes, everything. Yeah. This is, this is what, this is what led me down, um, the next kind of, um, line of thinking. You know, if, if this is what happened the first time, let's let's see what happens if we do it again in such a short amount of time. Mm -hmm. uh, 15, 20 minutes later, I'm right there again. I'm like, all right, let's try this again. Let's see if um, we will experience the same exact uh, uh, thing. And sure enough, it was exactly down to a T. And it, it opened up, as I said, an, a way of thinking that uh, kind of, change my perspective because after the second time i reflected on that experience for a number of years just uh wondering well what did i see exactly it prompted me to really question the like the fabric of reality hmm. made me wonder about well what's what is this field of vision that we have access to, right? What, you know, what, uh, what are the other planes of vision that we don't have access to? And that it could be potentially unlocking. Is that, was that something that like that? That mm -hmm. was, yeah, that was my line of thinking. I mean, I hadn't, obviously I have nothing to, to back it up with, but mm -hmm. this is the whole point of experiencing it and reflecting on it. And, and um, perhaps that's probably the, the most, uh, most important thing of all of it is that you question, you question your, your current understanding of much of everything you know and, um, and begin to open up possibilities of of what you thought you you knew and being able to kind of go from there and uh, expand on what could be possible it's kind of where it led me to is I began to really think about these things uh, in in much much more depth because I was I'm still curious to this day a few years after that I got to try it again and was the same results just uh the exact same again again yeah this it, it that's why i was even more because you know what a few years had lapsed and i said let's see what happens mm -hmm. 
and sure enough, I experienced it again. And I'm like, maybe my line of thinking is uh, aligning with those ideas or the perceptions that perhaps since, since what we know about, um, since we know a little bit about um, the tangible world, the, the existence of things and, and, um, and that all things are made up of the same type of uh, building blocks of, of life, right. uh, whether it's life or, or physical things in, in our reality. Mm -hmm. um, if Adams. we broke them, yeah, you know, if we broke them all down, is this, is this what's left? If mm -hmm. we were able to kind of, um, kind of be able to access that, that next level of vision because what we what we see, right, the photons that we're getting into our eyes and then our brains interpret and either because of programming or or what or what our brains already comprehend of what reality is, it gives us that answer of like what we're looking at is a table or a wall or but beyond that, what mm -hmm. what you know, what could it be if we were to just kind of level up and access that plane of existence or vision uh, you know as you see like i i can't really put it into words that well mm -hmm. these are things that i have spent years thinking about um but that's all i could do i'm not a scientist you know that's all i could do is really just reflect and think about you know, what was that experience? And since we don't know enough about whether it's those chemicals or chemicals of the brain or um, existence as a whole, mm -hmm. right? I don't think anybody's answered that question. What is, what is being alive? What is, yeah, this is, yeah, yeah. Exactly. These, these are the things that I fall back on. Yeah. These are the yeah. types of thoughts I fall back on. So, yeah, I mean, I still have a couple questions about this. Um, I mean, it sounds like you were asking yourself, like, what does it mean? Like, what did, what did that experience mean? And I'm curious, what do you, what does it mean to you? Like, is there some sort of like benefit from having experienced this? Is there some sort of lesson you've learned or has it just raised sort of, I mean, it's definitely raised questions for yourself, but has it also maybe just opened your mind up to other possibilities? You know, it's, it's an inf it's influenced you to show you that there's, uh, there's other realms of vision, right? Um, I'm just curious to just know what, what, if anything, if, if that you've learned from these experiences with DMT. I believe that's probably accurate the way you've described it and you have plenty of experience yourself you you understand we've talked about it in the past you know i've gained a lot of lessons from psilocybin mushrooms that's more about just um personal behavior um uh just all about self mostly just self-discovery and uh and and that paved uh, paved an, a new kind of uh, understanding and a, a growth that um, that I had been able to attain from it. If I was to look at DMT and and try to compare it, I'd say it it did not produce the same kind of 
you know, outcomes of lessons or, or um, insights, just more so expanded my, my field of thinking of what we know about reality may not be all that there is. It led me to think of, think more deeply about um, like the saying that it, it goes, um, um, not everything is as, is as it seems, right? Mm -hmm. um, people use that, that term for many different things, but in relation to DMT and, and the experience that it produced, that, that was mostly just kind of like feeling as if even, even our environment, our world, our consciousness at this base level is not as it seems. And that's really all that it opened up for me. There weren't, there weren't epiphanies of any type necessarily. There weren't life-changing um, uh, kind of, uh, I want to say, uh, experiences that changed me as a person or my behaviors. You know, I guess it really depends. This is just one person's point of view and there's probably millions of people who have tried this in one form or another. We've heard similar stories about ayahuasca that people have done that and they've been able to change their lives. So I suppose it's mostly um, the medium of, uh, of how it's used. So ayahuasca may be producing more of an internal self-reflective experience, whereas the synthesized version was uh, just more so an eye-opener of of uh, such magnitude that it made me question all that is kind of real or what I understood to be real or what I understood to be tangible, right? Walls, tables, cups. I mean, all of these things are just stuff that, um, that we have labeled and we understand them to be those things. But what's, again, what's beyond that? If, if you're, under the, the influence of this chemical and you're just kind of looking at virtually anything and you're just seeing this beautiful geometry taking shape um, all on its own. For me, the question became like, is this all of reality? Mm -hmm. if, we, if, we had, if we had access to um, this field of vision all the time, could, could it be that could it be that this is this is all that there is in existence? I mean, it opened up many questions about consciousness for me and um, trying to understand like what what that was. To this day, I'm a firm believer that there's um, there's more to these bodies. There's more to the spirit that powers it, right? I mean, we're there's definitely something after death and energy doesn't um energy doesn't dissipate or disappear right and we know this uh in in um i believe it's thermodynamics just some 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 type of physics or or science out there that shows us that um whether it's heat or something like it doesn't just disappear it's just exchanged Right, yeah. right, and so this is 
it, it led me down that rabbit hole to really kind of trying to research what what it was all right. what is all of this i mean sure what is the meaning of existence but then maybe it's maybe it's infinite well what it makes me think about is how interesting it is how much value we give to ourselves as humans and animals and life and to all of this we we prescribe so much meaning to our lives but if in that world of vision we are literally the same as a rock then what does you know then it then it can be you know what is kind of the point like of existing right because we're all the same we're everything you know everything is the same but then yeah i mean we've just given ourselves so much importance uh, in our own lives, of course, but it's a, uh, it's an interesting perspective. And I'm curious to see, or curious to know if you think it was your experience with DMT was overall positive for your life or, or, uh, was there any sort of downside from having experienced it? Do you think for me? Yeah, for me, it was positive and it's, I'm, I'm a deep thinker anyways. And so the the positive effects were just it allowed me to think outside of the box of what we know and what we are accepting of right um it, it could be a difficult thing for some people um i i compare it to like let's say um a, a basic psilocybin experience for those who have never been through it uh, if you're not ready for it, but you have troubles in your life, whether it's emotional, psychological trauma, uh, you may you may face something for the first time you're not ready for, and that can it can be positive, but it could also be really really harmful to you because for the first time you're facing this truth that um, that uh, you might not be ready to to kind of unlock. Right. So this is in a similar context. If somebody did this and they're going through the kind of thoughts I'm going through, um, they might feel like, well, what's the point of living then? If nothing is, if nothing is real and nothing is as it seems. Yeah. You, know, you could become a nihilist off that, off the, that experience. <laughs> if you, if you hadn't already thought about that, like, I mean, I'm sure you have had these thoughts but it's like we we could also all live in a simulation or or a video game that somebody's playing some other some other thing is playing you know uh we have no proof beyond our own perception that life is real um and so yeah I mean, I mean we i, I mean if have, already having ahead. these thoughts and then and then having a sort of an experience like that um it would make it easier to comprehend and just be like, just be like, Oh, that's okay. Like, I'll just put that in its own box and compartmentalize it and say, you know, maybe this is reality, but maybe this is an experience that I had. Like, was there any sort of rationalization that you had to do with this experience as well in that sense? I think you probably had it right there. I compartmentalized it and I would access the experience over time, just kind of picking away at, you know, um, uh, building an understanding around like what was this experience what was the vision um what could, what did it mean to me and what could it mean on a like on a on a cosmic scale if if we were looking at it that way um on a, on a in universal terms it's um because you're right 
you know, what if what if this was a simulation and our our world would be completely different? But um, it's it's likely. I mean, it, it would make sense too that there's something after death. Um, it makes sense that uh, that um, the experiences that we're having here could be lessons, right? If we want to, I mean, mm. there's many people who have spoken about this. They're they're more on the people label them as more on the fringe side, and um, naturally so. And I understand why they would do that, uh, why people would label it that way. It questions the the constructs that we have, mm -hmm. but at least it paves the way to uh, kind of deeper thinking about the the existence aspect of all of life, right? Because it's not just us. We may be on the on the highest level of the food chain, but. Um, these are similar things I, I, I grasped and appreciated with psilocybin over a number of years is just having the acceptance of like, look at all that it is, that is alive, right? Mm -hmm. Plants are alive, but we never really think about that. They, they are life of some sort. And um, what they're producing is pretty damn uh, critical to, to all of life around it. So mm -hmm. you have all these ecosystems that kind of feed off of each other there and, um, and create life for one another. So, yeah. Yeah. It's extremely interesting stuff, man. It's extremely interesting. Um, yeah. I, I also had a question, another question about the experience itself. Uh, what was, you talked a lot about the vision you were experiencing in the 15 minute trip, but what was your was there any sort of other sensations? Like, did you feel anything from it? Did you feel euphoria? Um, any feelings come up? Absolutely. Yeah. An incredible amount of euphoria. Um, some of the other participants, they were giggly most of the time, just giggling through the entire experience. And that was kind of funny. <laughs> hearing these guys in the background they're just giggling and, and laughing and sound like they're having a good time but i was mostly in awe myself yeah just um so yeah euphoria was a big part of it don't know what could what you know what what would have triggered that sensation with this chemical but um, potentially even the visuals right i mean euphoria is right. triggered when we watch a really good movie or we see something we really like you know um, that triggers a lot of things in our mind too. So, yeah, I mean, it would be the simplest answer. Sure. Potentially. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I loved it. I, I loved where it took me and where it took like my mindset. Mm -hmm. I appreciated, um, having access to something that I couldn't really understand too well, or couldn't really describe too well either. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, like when we compare it to other chemicals, um, you know, LSD is nothing like this, uh, and it doesn't necessarily repeat either. So, but it has its own profound experiences for the user, depending on where they are in their mindset. Uh, the same for psilocybin. You know, like you get what you get what you want out of the experience if you have a specific intention or or desire out of it. Where with this again, because I'm new to it. I didn't have an expectation or a desire or uh, a specific mindset. It was just like, 
well, I'm giving myself up to this experience and let me see where it takes me. And then I can, and then I can judge a little bit better. Right. But you, you had said that you'd researched it a little bit. So what were some of the, like, did you, did you have any sort of expectation of what you could experience or no, even in your well, research, you hadn't come across like a trip report of any kind? Nothing like that. No, because okay. mostly most of the, the reading I had done over the years was uh, mostly the scientific aspects of it, just whatever research that was out there, just kind of breaking down chemicals, breaking down um, just the understanding of it. Yes, there are stories, right? People talking about so, but I wasn't expecting that. I wasn't thinking mm -hmm. like this is going to blast me off into the universe and I'm going to be in contact with, you know, other civilizations or other entities. That right. was not an expectation of mine. I heard these stories. But it wasn't like uh, a a predetermined thought that when I do this, this is what I should be expecting. I kind of had myself completely open to like mm -hmm. whatever happens, happens, and and then I can judge it. After it happened, that's when I reflected and said, like, what did these other people experience? Because that's not it's not what happened. I right. Think. So I, I don't so know. So it's contrary to to what what stories you had heard yeah that makes yeah, sense yeah yeah, yeah. um I, it makes me even more curious as to like you know what did they have how much stronger was it or it, it's curious it would be great to if you can find others who may have experienced that and and hope that um it's a genuine you know um a kind of interview not something kind of intertwined with storytelling and just trying to Totally. trying to create something yeah something that's not really uh true i mean something a little more that. sensational yeah for yeah. sure yeah people do that so oh yeah yeah it happens um you know i, I want to share something with you uh the couple times that i've done like a more higher dose of lsd i've had extremely strong uh geometric visions but only when i close my eyes wow so, so it's kind of the kind of a little bit of a parallel to what, what you experienced with DMT. Yeah. When, when I had, uh, my first time on LSD, it was like, I would close my eyes and it was these amazing, uh, geometric patterns that were all square and, and moving and moving towards in a way. And it was, it was literally like, um, it was some sort of kaleidoscope and, it, and, and it's it, what we were just talking about how you like somebody could have some predetermined sort of idea of what to expect uh, you know hearing about lsd in like pop culture you know kaleidoscope eyes and uh you know i've heard that kind of stuff so i don't know if i was just sort of expecting that or if my mind just started to make that because it was it had that visual energy but um definitely very, very intense, uh, geometric patterns on, but different from, from LSD trip to LSD trip. The second time it was these, these, uh, striped colors running vertical that were, uh, kind of like, a, like electricity and then they were moving wow. and, and coming at me and changing colors, depending on how calm I was. It was like an anxiety check as I was coming up in my trip. Um, and I, and I had to like arrange them in my mind's eye to, to like create, uh, a, 
a calmer color. It was, it was very intense, but, uh, wow. again, with the, the geometric patterns with the eyes closed. That's fascinating. I mean, mm. the, um, but the, even more so just like what you described that, um, it does change in from one experience to the next, like mm -hmm. when, that's really cool. And at least it's a kind of a, a real, a real trip in a sense, right? Cause every trip's going to be different and that could be fun. Yeah. Um, but the, but the, yeah, but the DMT didn't, uh, didn't do that for me. Even years after when I tried it again, it was exactly the same, same patterns. Um, maybe it depends on the person too, right? Maybe. We don't know enough, but you know, all I'm left with is more questions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Yeah, there's enough questions to go around. That's for sure. Um, uh, so years later, when you tried it again, and you had the same experience, um, you expressed how much awe you had the first time you did it, and even the second time. But when you experienced that same thing again, was it was it like, oh, what? Like, this is what's going on here? I've already experienced this. Let's try something new. Or were you still kind of was the experience still had any sort of novelty to it or interest at that point? Sure. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, um, again, just kind of going into it with, uh, with no expectation. Um, and this was a completely different source. One I mm -hmm. did trust, but, um, but I, because of just my basic understanding that, the way these things are developed in a lab, it's going to be slightly different than what whatever I may have had. So no expectation, but I did it again. And I'm like, Jesus, man, this is exactly the same as what I had before. And, um, and it wasn't, it wasn't like seeking something different, just more, more so again, curiosity, if I do this again, will I experience the same thing again? That's, right. that's where my mind was. And uh, just trying to, trying to kind of piece together that th those those puzzles of the original questions I had you know yeah. what is this why why is this and um is there more to it than than what what the experience is providing perhaps there's uh there's more to a lot of what uh these things are giving to us on the base level um as we said, just at the time of death, as it's being released, like, why, why is that? What's the, what's the chemical makeup of what we have in our brain that's inactive currently, but activates upon death. Right. And how does it differ from the one synthesized in a lab? It's curious um, to say the least. Yeah. You, you know, one thing I think of is a pattern that, that someone could get into where they think the answer to these questions that are proposed by the DMT trip are held within the dmt trip and so there could be somebody kind of searching in that world to try to figure out the answers and continuing to go back there even when it could potentially become uh detrimental to the rest of your life you know being in that space too much and ignoring yeah. the other reality that we exist in 90 percent of the time right yeah 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 that's why i said it could be very dangerous for someone who has uh, extreme access to this chemical, right. Um, on a regular basis, they may not want to be in the physical world. They may just want to spend all their time in, in this other, um, in this other realm. And, you know, you lose touch with reality, but much of these things I think, um, are useful if you allow yourself to come back to reality.
process all of it you know right. um like you know life is it's a beautiful experience we're alive man mm -hmm. you know and it's wild it, it, yeah it's a wild <laughs> experience it's a it's um just beyond words because look at aside from all the tangibles of existence which can create uh pain and suffering or joy and laughter and love i mean if we did detach from all of those things just in general being alive and um breathing and seeing and experiencing all that is good and all that is bad it's uh truly wonderful there's truly. a lot to appreciate and there's a lot to be grateful for um right definitely that's where i think um these these kinds of chemicals can be an eye opener if you're you know if you're uh available to uh like emotionally available to to accept that mm -hmm. that uh, like you said very high likelihood for people wanting to go back to seek out the answers from uh from any of these uh chemicals but you know i said it in my own videos about psilocybin the answers are within us they've always been if we're talking about behavioral modification um understanding you know yourself in in a in a much thorough way um you don't need psilocybin to do that but mm -hmm. uh but it is a helpful tool to to gain access to that part of your brain that uh, may just be a little too distracted most of the time to kind of recognize these things to identify them and dmt is just another kind of thing out there that can get you more in touch with um, a part of reality that you didn't know existed. Uh, I'm, I'm fascinated by the by the geometry, you know, because mm -hmm. I mean, the, you know, the more you dive into it, the more you uh, begin to see that um, everything is made up of this geometry, right? We look at plants and flowers, they contain sacred geometry let's say the fibonacci sequence that's mm -hmm. very prevalent in nature it's prevalent in uh it's it appears in the human face you know the proportions of your eyes and your nose i mean they they have they have been able to uh show us that that is the case we see it in many other things too around the world mm -hmm. what is the significance of these uh, uh of this pattern the sequence the the mathematics and then then you do something like dmt and you say to yourself perhaps there is a lot more than either we're told or that um that we can comprehend we just don't have maybe the the mind power or the science to substantiate or quantify just how much more there is I mean, again, I'm not, a, I'm not a scientist, you know, like I just, I'm fascinated. And the, I think about a thousand years ago, you know, philosophers, they were, they were, they were self-made, you know, individuals. And then these are the things they would ponder on. They, you know, that's what their jobs were. It wasn't, um, it wasn't something they went and got education for. They just had the the capacity to want to understand right and so that's kind of where i'm at in my life is i didn't get any formal formal education for these things thankfully we have the internet to do a lot more research but 
um, that just gives us the ability to um, to at least uh, add information without immediately jumping to any conclusion. You can just build a catalog of information that you gather and someday we might be able to kind of piece these puzzles together. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so. for sure. Man, that's really cool, man. And, and you mentioned your videos there. Um, uh, go check out Mike Corlin's videos on his YouTube channel. There'll be a link in the description. And do you have anything else that you want to promote before we say goodbye or anything else you wanted to add? Um, you know, for anybody looking to, to maybe dive down this rabbit hole, like be responsible, none of, none of the content I or Forrest make necessarily suggest or encourage people to just kind of dive into it. Like, um, uh, this is for legal reasons Yeah, <laughs> to protect ourselves. But, um, if you were to make that decision as an adult, you know, be an observer, don't, you know, don't immediately try to judge or, or uh, explain or any of that. Just observe. Take it all in. Observe it. And, and when you come back to reality, you might be able to kind of start piecing things together. And uh, these things take years. It takes years. It's not, it's nothing immediate. Um, and, you know, uh, I'd say support Forrest and all the work that he does. You're truly awesome, man. I mean, these um, these, these conversations need to be had, and there and there's much more uh, we can do as a positive impact, whether it's you or whether it's my channel. Um, I do have a podcast on Anchor if anybody wants to check it out. So uh, that's called Early Morning Thoughts, and uh, would love to have you on someday, man, if you're available to do so. Hundred percent, I would be happy to. Awesome. And, and yeah, just another word on that too. It's, it's, uh, these are other, other realities that we're entering into when you, when you do these substances, um, you have new thoughts and you don't have to latch onto a thought that you have or an experience that you have and turn it into a belief right away. Um, you know, just like Mike said, just observe it, let it be, let it be on itself. And maybe you can pick at it and say, and try this out and say, oh, this, this actually does help me or this doesn't, you know, we don't have to attach ourselves to our experiences, our feelings, our thoughts, anything right away. All right. Wow. Cool, man. Very thanks. well said, sir. <laughs> appreciate <laughs> it. Thanks for the, thanks for being on the podcast. I really appreciate it, Mike. Thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure. I hope, uh, I hope you're well and stay well for us. Thanks dude. You too.